The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Week 16 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. Hey guys, bowl season is here and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. Don't be the guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends sit around watching the game. Not this year, when there are a record 41 bowl games to bet on, including the national championship game on January 7th. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up with MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win, and ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you are betting on, and if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go with MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. Join now, and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use the promo code BEARS25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code BEARS25. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. This week on the Bears Talk Underground, San Francisco has never really been a friendly place for our beloved, and Sunday promised to be no different against a struggling 49er team looking to defend their home ground and ruin our beloved's chances at a first-round bye. Did the Bears get their fourth road win of the season, or did San Francisco send us back home unhappy? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 16 review episode of The Bears Talk Underground. Well, it wasn't pretty, but it was pretty on the uh, in the win column, that's for sure, as our beloved Escape San Francisco, and I do believe that Escape is the appropriate word, especially with the way the game ended, with our 11th victory of the season. What's going on, everybody? Merry Christmas. Here it is, Christmas Eve, the Week 16 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground, and uh, thankfully, uh, the Bears who have consistently underperformed on the road this year, Uh, did not ruin my Christmas by losing a game to the 4-10 San Francisco 49ers while I was home on my uh, Christmas break, uh, if you will. Thankfully, they they pulled it out. The defense defense travels well, that's for sure. Um, And I'm not really even so much sure that the, the offense was much of a problem yesterday. I mean, the 49ers, they were game on defense, that's for sure. Uh, they definitely came to uh, came to play. It just uh, it's a very odd game when you kind of sit down and and, and look back at it. That uh, it it was as close as it was when the Bears seemed to pretty clearly dominate uh, the game. It's just for one reason or another uh, we weren't able to, to to close the deal on offense and kept it far more interesting than it needed to be uh, yesterday. You'll hear that as kind of the running theme. Uh, of the knee-jerk reactions uh, this week, you know, it just uh, the first quarter was little to no action, a very big uh, back-and-forth defensive battle uh, in the in the first quarter. The second quarter, things picked up a little bit. The offenses were able to start moving the football, put a few points on the board. The Bears seemed to 
take control of the game in the third quarter and uh, in the fourth quarter is just where all hell kind of broke loose. You know, the, the, the offense couldn't seem to uh, to get uh, couldn't seem to finish the finish it off. And uh, the 49ers just kept clawing and scratching at the end. God bless the 49ers. I hope that they are this much trouble for L.A. next week so that they can hand the Rams that one last loss <laughs> and the Bears can beat the Vikings and, and get that first round by. Uh, you know, get a week of rest, get another week for Aaron Lynch and Eddie Jackson to get healthy uh, for week uh, for the for the divisional round. Um, you know, Kyle Long should be, you know, ready and good to go by that point and and everything. And we'll be at full strength uh, to take on whoever it is that comes into Soldier Field for that uh, uh, divisional round. Um, my only hesitancy there about the first round by is how we have played this year on bye weeks. But the funny thing is. Um, we had the bye week, then we went on the road to Miami. We're not a good road team this year. And then we had that mini bye after the Thanksgiving game against Detroit on the road at, at the Giants. So there you go. It's like maybe we'd be playing better out of the bye if we came out of the bye to a home game. Who knows? So maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal uh, playing in the divisional round at home because – or having that bye week and not having to play until the division around because we would be playing at home, coming off of a bye at home, as opposed to both of our buys, our quote-unquote buys this year, we were on the uh, on the road. So I will say this before we dive into the game. Um, I'm very uncertain about the way this team plays uh, on the road. I mean, we, we, we kind of stuck to our guns as far as, being a, a fairly mistake-free team, we certainly made our share of mistakes uh, yesterday, but the 49ers, uh, you know, proving why it is they are, in fact, a 4-10 team. You know, they've had their in- injury issues uh, this year. They, they kind of chronicled them on during the broadcast uh, yesterday, how Nick Mullins is their third-string quarterback. He was their practice squad QB a year ago. Uh, Breda, their running back, was like their third guy off the, uh, you know, their depth chart. Uh, they were down to like their number three, you know, Y receiver, uh, number one receiver, their number two or number three, uh, number two receiver, and, and and things like that. And it just kind of showed where the injuries have come uh, on the team and how it has affected them. But uh, they fought tooth and nail. I mean, you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan and what he's doing in San Francisco that these guys keep fighting up until the very uh, end. And we'll go through the knee-jerk reactions, the kind of follow-through, uh, how the game was going down and all that kind of stuff. It's just that we want to try to get – I mean, we, we lost our opportunity at home field when the Saints beat the uh, the uh, the Steelers uh, yesterday. So uh, no home field advantage unless knock on wood whoever goes into new orleans for that divisional round can knock them off and the bears can win and then host the nfc championship game that would be fantastic uh not outside the the the, you know the possibility of things but um the, the saints have been pretty well untouched at home they lost their first home game of the year to the uh to the to the uh buccaneers and they haven't lost a home game since so like the bears they're seven and one at home uh this year but um you know, if, if I'm very uncertain about how this team plays on on the road, it's just something not uh, something that it's 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 very uh, you know very uncomfortable about watching this team play. There was this this sense of this could fall apart at any moment kind of thing uh, with the way that the Bears let the uh, 49ers kind of stay in the game uh, yesterday. So uh, 
we'll get to the knee jerk reactions and, and and work our way through the uh through the game but as i as i mentioned a moment ago very uneventful first quarter not a whole lot going on and uh for the most part both defenses came off the bus ready to play <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the first quarter, the Bears and the 49ers in a very boring first quarter. Not a whole lot going on, or at least not a lot of good football being played uh, at this point. Uh, The Bears' defense looks like they showed up to play except for the last. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. few plays here at the end of the first quarter where the Niners got a couple of first downs strung together. But uh, the offense, uh, I mean, I guess I give more credit to the Fort Anner defense than, than anything, but the offense looks kind of out of sorts here to get things started we we got a really nice play on a like a 40-yard reception Allen robinson got us down near the uh red zone where we attempted a field goal and cody parkey pushed it wide right so instead of having a three nothing lead right now it's still zero to zero and that's pretty much all there is to report so far i mean the, the bears are pretty well handling the the 49ers on defense and offense the bears are being handled by the 49ers so defensive battle thus far so there we got the 0-0 score 49ers have the football right now and uh, we'll see what happens from here kind of that first sign that this might not be our day or uh, or things are not going to be as easy as they appear they should be on paper with uh, Cody Parkey missing that field goal he hasn't missed a kick in a while and uh, for him to to miss one uh, like that and push it to the right uh, you know, it, you just kind of got a feeling uh, about the day. But there we go in the second quarter. The the sec that feeling just kind of kept it persisted throughout the day. This this feeling of discomfort that we knew the 49ers were going to be tough for whatever reason under Shanahan these last two seasons. They're undefeated in the month of December. They won five straight to close out the year last year. They won their first two December games this year over playoff or, or teams that were trying to make their way into the playoffs, Denver, and they beat Seattle in overtime last week. Uh, you know, these guys are tough at home. They haven't won a game yet on the road, but they're pretty close to unbeatable uh, at home, and they were looking to uh, to finish it strong uh, against, the, uh, against the Bears. And in the second quarter, 
the, you know, you kind of got a feeling that that last year was going to repeat itself. This is going to be one of those games where our offense really couldn't seem to get anything going, and our defense was playing well enough to keep them out of the end zone, and they just kept uh, relying on good old Robbie Gold to uh, put them through the uprights. Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter, the Bears and the 49ers, and it's been a very ugly first half uh, for the Bears. In the first quarter, we had the boredom of 0-0. Zero to zero. Defense was kind of leading the charge on both uh, on both sides of the ball there. The, the 49ers handling the Bears, the Bears handling the 49ers. In the second quarter, the 49ers are able to move the ball. They're, you know, the, the they just seem to be playing with a little bit more enthusiasm in the second quarter than the Bears uh, have. Uh, a couple of field goals from Robbie Gold gives the, gives the Niners a 6-0 lead. The Bears answer the second field goal with a very good-looking offensive drive. And it actually, I, I take that back. It wasn't so much a good drive in the way that it was played. It was a good drive that it ended with a touchdown pass to Anthony Miller to take the lead 7-6. to six. However, the Bears had a few opportunities on that drive. Uh, one in particular where Mitch threw an interception in the end zone, but thankfully there was a holding, a defensive holding penalty on the 49ers that gave the ball back to the Bears, and they were later able to convert it into the touchdown. Um, you know, the, the, the offense just seems real out of sorts uh, for some reason. There was a, a play like on second and one, third and one, or something like that, where Jordan Howard had just rattled off like three plays in a row. We got like six yards of carry or something like that that and Mitch fakes the handoff to Howard and then looks like he's going to keep it and run it and at the last second he pulls up doesn't cross the line of scrimmage and throws it to Tariq Cohen for some reason and because the pass was backwards when Cohen didn't catch the ball it became a live football and a fumble that the 49ers recovered and that resulted in their second field goal so plenty of reasons you know for it to be 9 to 7 right now and for the Bears to be losing this game when that at the very least it should be 10 to 3 or something like that uh, instead but um, the 49ers start with the football in the second half and we need to come out with a little bit more conviction and actually play like we want to get the second seed in the NFC and earn the bye. Because right now, it just looks like the same team we've seen on the road all year, playing down to its competition, not playing with the same level of, 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 of I don't want to say heart, but enthusiasm or, you know, that little extra gear that I've been talking about all year. You're not seeing it from the team right now. They're just kind of going through the motions. Oh, you know, you can almost, you can almost call it arrogant uh, by saying that we, you know, basically expected to win this game by showing up and uh, we're just not seeing, we're not seeing our 2018 Bears out there right now. They look like a crappy road team right now. So it's only 9-7, to seven, thank God. But uh, the 49ers started with the football and we'll see how the second half goes. Right now I'm, uh, I'm not too confident. And that statement right there kind of sums it up. Right now I'm not too confident. I just, I know that we have the better team but we had the better team against Miami. We had the better team against the Giants. We had the better team against Arizona uh, this season. Uh, you know, we obviously we had the better team against De- against Detroit because we beat them twice. And in all of these games, we struggled with inferior with, instru- with, with inferior teams. And in fact, we lost the two of them. You know, we lost that Miami game. We lost that Giants game. Uh, the Giants who lost their tenth game yesterday to the uh, to the Colts. Uh, to, to you know, they're either going to finish six and ten or five and eleven uh, this year. The, the 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 Dolphins are done for the season. Their playoff chances are are over with. 
uh, and everything. They were, I think, officially eliminated yesterday, but even though they've probably been out of it for a couple of weeks now, uh, it, it just we've we've struggled with this all year long. You know, the Arizona Cardinals are three and twelve or something like that uh, at the moment, and they gave us hell in a handbasket, and you know we wa- we we waltzed out with a sixteen fourteen win. Uh, over that team we lose in overtime to the Dolphins we lose in overtime uh, to the Giants and it just um, you know all of the games that we have lost this year uh, we've lost to teams that we were better than I mean even even week one against Green Bay we turned out to be a much better team uh, than the Packers and uh, we let that one uh, we let them back in the game we let that one get away from us so it's just kind of been the tail of the tape with this team uh, throughout our our road schedule uh, this year, I don't know what it is about the the way that we play on the road. We we like to make things unnecessarily interesting, you know, on the road. You know, we got the let's go through them. Let's let the hell with it. Let's go through it. Arizona or Green Bay, obviously week one. Arizona, uh, we get the win, but we barely scrape by. Buffalo, that was like our one impressive road victory but even that was kind of ugly on the offensive side we got like two defensive touchdowns out of that game uh and everything it was a 41 to 9 game but meh you know we got uh, the win at detroit the win at the loss at the giants there's our other road loss and then this uh we had two home games in a row against the rams and the packers before uh just barely escaping with a win uh on the road uh yesterday in san francisco so there you go we are uh, four and three on the road in the San, uh, you know, in in the season uh, this year. So I mean, far more interesting than than I think any of us would like for it to be uh, on the road. And it's the, and it's just like I said a moment ago. It, we the lighter half of our schedule has been on the road. We're playing Arizona. We're playing the Giants. We're playing the uh, the Dolphins, the the Lions on the road, and the, who are struggling and things like that. The Packers, who ended up not being a very good football team, you know, we had those. The, we had the weaker half of our schedule on the road. We had the Rams at home. We had the Vikings. Uh, we had the Packers at home. You know, uh, even though I just got done trashing the Packers, but you know, all of our all of the, we had New England at home, and even though we ended up losing that one. Uh, we were we played far better in that game than we did against anyone else. The uh, Seattle uh, on the road, Tampa Bay was a hot team when they came into town. Um, you know, we played the Jets. Uh, let's see, the the Lions and the Vikings and the Rams and the Packers. You know, it's just like it seems like if you had to look at you know which which schedule had the tougher games, we had the tougher games at home, but we you know we ended up uh, winning those games. We go on the road against the. You know what was supposed to be an inferior talent, and we had trouble with just with with everybody. I mean, even though we blew Buffalo away, we had plenty of trouble with them, especially in the first half of the football game. So it just it was uh, you know for whatever reason we don't quite show up as well on the road, which is kind of what makes me nervous about the about the playoffs and and wanting to get as many home games as possible uh, in Soldier Field uh, for the Bears because that's where we win. We win at home and. Just, you know, for the sake of argument, the NFC is the home team for the Super Bowl this year. So we'd be the home team in Atlanta. God forbid if we make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a home game for us. So there you go. So we this is this is the year. We got to do it this year because next year we'll be a road team and then uh, we, uh, who knows what happens. But but still, it's, um, you know, we, we show up better on the on the uh, at home. We struggle too much uh, on, on the road and, and no matter who we're playing. It doesn't matter who we're playing. So. 
Um, you know, th- that was the same thing in the second quarter with this game. That that play that that uh, that I described earlier. You know, I, I don't know why Mitch did that. I really don't. If he just runs ahead, it was like I said, it was second or third and one, something something like that. So all he has to do, he he faked the 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 dive to to Howard, and he he looks like he's gonna keep it himself and and run for the first down, and then and as soon as somebody got in his way, instead of diving forward for the touch for the first down or or sliding, giving himself up or whatever it was, he pulls up and then throws it, you know, laterals it off to the side to to Cohen. Cohen wasn't expecting the ball to be coming, I don't think. Not to mention Mitch threw a knuckleball of a pass. I mean, it was a one dead duck that he threw over uh, to Cohen, and he also threw it backwards, which is why it became a live football when Cohen couldn't handle it. The 49ers recover, and what was a 3-0 lead for the 49ers now uh, ended up becoming a 6-0 lead when they added the second field goal there. It's just like when you see us doing things like that, it's just like, what the hell are we doing? Why are we leaving, letting the 49ers in the game like this? You know, it just seemed like we, we kept shooting ourselves in the foot there in the first half. And then I don't know if, if, if Nagy just finally got in their ass or something after that drive because then the offense finally showed up after that touch, that, that field goal drive for the 49ers where they got points off of the turnover. Not to mention, you guys remember that in during the preview episode, we talked to Oscar Aparicio about this. The 49ers had five turnovers all season coming into this game. Five. Okay. They finally broke their five or six game streak without a turnover because of that play with that Trubisky. You're like, I don't know what the hell he was thinking there. I just, I don't understand. And I don't know if their defensive coordinator really put an emphasis on trying to rip the ball out of our hands, but we were being really sloppy and careless with the ball, something that would come back to hurt us again at the end uh, of the game. But we'll talk about that when we get there. But it just seemed like the 49ers were, were, were bound and determined to end this turnoverless streak that they were on, and the Bears were being more than accommodating and giving them opportunities to, to end that streak and then even add to their turnover total uh, for the season so luckily like I said we did bounce back we responded to that second uh, field goal put the the drive uh, together uh, we got a gift from the 49ers because it was a legitimate it was a legitimate holding penalty we didn't get any help from the referees on that one the, the guy that they called the penalty on was definitely holding uh, on that particular play so that was the 49ers doing themselves in and and screwing up an opportunity Mitch forced the throw on that one but it was like it never happened and the Bears got another bite at the apple this time Mitch finds Anthony Miller in the corner of the end zone for the touchdown and uh, speaking of which Anthony Miller said back in April May whatever it was that he was going to score eight touchdowns this year Yesterday's touchdown made seven, so he's only got to score one more to nail his prediction uh, right on the head, and hopefully he'll get his opportunity next week against the Vikings to uh, to prove himself some kind of soothsayer and <laughs> like some kind of sorcerer or wizard or whatever that he can predict exactly the amount of touchdowns he's going to score because if he scores one more, he'll hit eight touchdowns uh, uh, right on the head. So uh, in that instance, it was the 49ers that did themselves in, which is what happens when you're 4-10, and 4-11. Uh, you you end up making uh, you, you know hurting yourself more than helping yourself 
in, in moments like that. And, uh, you know, the Bears gave them a golden opportunity to kill our best drive of the first half, and they ended up giving it right back to us with that holding penalty. So uh, I just wanted to make a point that it was a legitimate holding penalty. The referees got the call right, and that's not my Chicago Bear bias or anything like that. They showed the replay, and they showed them hold. I think it may have been Shaheen or somebody that, that they were holding on to, but the holding penalty was legit, so it was a good call, and thankfully it erased the interception that, uh, that, that Trubisky uh, served up. So we got away with one there. It was a legitimate mistake made by the 49ers, but we got lucky on that particular uh, play. So we go, into the, uh, we go into the half, down two points, uh, low on confidence as we head into the locker room, knowing we have the better team, which is why you kind of hear that kind of uh, – that little attitude in my voice because like I know we we should be killing these guys. If we were in Chicago, we'd probably be winning 21 to 9 instead of down 9 to 7. We would be killing the 49ers. I I fully believe that. If we're playing this game in Chicago, we're probably murdering the 49ers at halftime. Especially with the way Mitch was throwing the ball. Though those two stupid mistakes in the second quarter aside, he was pretty much perfect for the rest of the football game. And, you know, that that decision to pitch the ball, I don't know what the hell he was thinking there. And then, you know, he just made a bad throw, uh, a bad decision and a bad throw on the uh, on the interception. But luckily that was a race. But aside from that, he was 25 of 29 uh, in this game. One of his if I think it was the most accurate day he's had, he didn't really rack up the yards because that's not what we were doing uh, yesterday. I think he only ended up with about 240, 250 yards passing. Uh, yesterday, thankfully, with the with the holding call, no interceptions were thrown by Trubisky yesterday, and he had the touchdown pass to to Anthony Miller. So statistically, he had a fantastic game, and he had had a streak at one point. Where we had like 12, 13 completions uh, in a row, and he was just putting it on a dime pretty much the entire football game yesterday. That that interception throw uh, aside. But, uh, you know, he was deadly accurate against the 49ers. If we needed a third and five or something like that, Trubisky put it in just the right spot uh, to get it uh, to the to the receiver in that in that window to get the, the you know, with third and five, we got six, you know, that kind of thing uh, yesterday. Mitch was putting it right where he needed to yesterday. He was throwing the ball very, very well, especially uh, in the second half. So as in the third quarter, we come out, we get our second touchdown drive. Defensively, we stayed in San Francisco's face, finally getting after Nick Mullins because we only sacked him once yesterday, but we were in his face tons uh, yesterday. And um, the third quarter, you hear me going from that, that, that funky little attitude I had at halftime because I was disappointed with where we were at. Third quarter, I sound a bit more relaxed because even though it is only a 14-9 lead, I really do feel like the Bears retook control of the game after that third quarter. Knee-jerk reaction in the third quarter. The Bears and the 49ers, and it feels like we've regained control uh, of the game. We blanked the 49ers on offense, and we've retaken the lead with a 10-play, with a 90-yard drive uh, from the offense. Got a little help from the 49ers with a 15-yard face mask penalty at one point, but for the most part, it seems like we finally got an offensive rhythm going and finished off the drive with a four-yard uh, Jordan Howard uh, touchdown run. Uh, it, it really does seem like the Bears' pass rush is, is uh, imposing their will in the third quarter here. There was one series where Khalil Mack hit Nick Mullins on three straight plays uh, to uh, to blank a, the, another uh, 49er uh, offensive possession. So it's 14-9 to right now. The Bears have the football, I believe, 
with our last sequence of plays. We are in 49er territory, hoping to uh, nail this down and uh, get out of San Fran with the win and uh, be one win closer to uh, hopefully a first-round bye. But uh, unfortunately, the Rams are winning right now, and so are the Saints. So you heard me mention it there, that one sequence of plays, three plays, an entire series, basically, Khalil Mack, got in uh, Nick Mullins's face he you know he he swam uh, right over McGlinchey he he swam inside you know made a move on the inside of him where McGlinchey even though Mac cut to the inside somehow McGlinchey never touched him and it, a, a couple of times it just felt like we weren't as uh, an, as opportunistic as we have been in the past because usually when one of our defenders is able to get a hand on a ball or brush his arm as it's being thrown and it does that dead duck like flop uh, in the air, usually somebody falls underneath it. And maybe that's where we missed Eddie Jackson uh, yesterday. He usually seems to find his way underneath passes like that or uh, Roquan or Danny Trevathan would be in the would be in the area. But uh, yesterday those balls fell harmlessly to the ground. Uh, so they were just incomplete passes as opposed to turnover opportunities for the uh, for the Bears uh, yesterday. But that drive, it was actually 14 plays, not 10. But 90 yards, uh, we took a chunk of time off the off the clock and uh, think that that face mask penalty happened on the second play of that drive. What was supposed to be like a three or four yard loss uh, for the for the Bears ended up being a 15 yard gain uh, thanks to the uh, face mask penalty. Once again, why this is why the 49 remember, this is what we did last year. Guys, remember, we would have these opportunities. We'd, we would, you know, have interception, but there'd be a defensive holding call on the other side of the field. Or that, remember that, that, that 49er game from 2015 that I bitched about for an entire year? Uh, how many mistakes did we make in that game? If we make one less mistake in that game, we beat the 49ers uh, in overtime. That was the game where Robbie Gold missed two field goals, including one at the end uh, of regulation. Jay throws a pick six on a ball that should have never left his hand. Uh, you know, we had a punt return for a touchdown that got called back because of a holding penalty and things like like bang, 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 bang. If any one of those things doesn't happen throughout in the football game, we win it in overtime and it never goes to, you know, it never ends up being the, the way that it did. So, but that's kind of what happened with the 49ers yesterday. What should have been a, uh, like a three, four yard loss stuff in the backfield for, um, who was it that made DeForest Buckner, who played a really good game yesterday. Uh, Buckner instead grabs uh, Jordan Howard's face mask and it becomes a 15-yard gain uh, for the Bears. That interception that was called back because of the holding penalty yesterday. Things like that. These Those little things for the 49ers. I mean, there were a couple of times, I think, on that first touchdown drive where we just we got help from the 49ers. Holding call uh, here. So what should have been maybe like a three and out or a third down and the Bears are punting, we just got another set of downs because of a five-yard holding call uh, and things like that. That's why the 49ers are 4-10, and 4-11 and 11, uh, at this point. They're still making those. They're still a young team. They're making those young team mistakes like the Bears were making uh, a year ago, a far more disciplined, sharper team than we were uh, a year ago uh, at this time. So uh, that's you know, the, even though the the Bears were doing their part to 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 take control of the game in the third quarter, like I said, they were still getting some help from the 49ers who were hurting themselves while they were helping us. So, uh, but it's like as good as I felt in the third quarter, that long touchdown drive that ate up most of the quarter. Well, we put ourselves up 14 to nine. We regained control 
uh, of the scoreboard. We retook the lead. The defense is not letting up whatsoever on the 49ers. Things got really interesting in the fourth quarter when uh, we couldn't seem to put them away for one reason or another, and the 49ers, God bless them, would not stop fighting. Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the 49ers, and a far more interesting game than it should have been, especially at the end. Uh, It was a a 0-0 score in the fourth quarter as far as nobody scoring points, uh, I should say. Uh, The Bears' defense well in control. They bent a little bit too much at times, but overall they made the plays when they needed to to keep uh, San Francisco from scoring. Uh, a, a key interception on the most promising drive for the 49ers in the first quarter. A, um, depending on who you want to put it on, either the receiver didn't catch it or the, uh, the quarterback threw it too far out in front of him. Either way, it goes off of his fingertips into the hands of Danny Trevathan, and the Bears basically had the football from then to the end of the game <laughs> until on third and three, the, it's past the two-minute warning, it's third and three, the Bears get a first down. The game is over. Trubisky takes a pass to Allen Robinson. Trubisky, by the way, had an outstanding day uh, throwing the football. He only had four incompletions the whole day. Um, throws the pass to Robinson. Robinson has the first down. He's trying to get more yards. Gets the ball knocked out of his hands, and the 49ers recover it, and they have life. They have a chance they should never have had. And, you know, ended up uh, making the game far more interesting. Uh, the Bears' defense had to come out and do it one more time, and they did to secure the 14-9 win to get our 11th victory of the season. And uh, so we get the further hope uh, for the bye week again next week if we can beat the Vikings. Uh, right now, I, I think the, the Cardinals were not able to beat the Rams. So, uh, so it's up to... Uh, up to the, these 49ers that gave us so much trouble. Hopefully they can give the Rams some trouble and get a win. The Bears can beat the uh, Vikings to get that bye week. Either way, we walked away with a win, and I can't say for certain that we deserved it. I'm going to go ahead and take that one back. We did deserve to win the game. We made the plays win when they needed to be made in order to win that football game. Defensively, we definitely deserved to win the game because for the second year in a row, We played the 49ers. We gave up zero touchdowns to those 49ers. They scored five field goals on us last year, three field goals on us this year, and and each time that they got close to scoring, we would either shut them down or, as we did in the fourth quarter, that uh, that interception by Danny Trevathan – opportunistic you know you can put it on whoever you want to I'm sure 49er fans are are split on where the blame goes but uh you know that pass was right off the fingertips of Goodwin right into the hands of of Danny Trevathan right place right time all he has to do is hang on to the football and go to the ground it's the bare ball and and there we have it and then that moment with Allen Robinson there right at the end I mean we we've the 49ers are out of timeouts that we we get a first down the game is over period we're in victory formation for the final buck 40 it's over with and Allen Robinson catches the pass and I don't have any problem with him getting extra yards I don't really have a problem with that at all my problem was with the fact that how he was carrying the football and he was carrying it real wide in his arm you know he had the football in his hand but he's his arm was way outside way away from his body and the defender basically just peanut punched the ball out of his hand 
and there it goes flying all over the place. It's on the field, bam, right into another defender's arms, and and with a buck fifty to go in the game, the 49ers have life and fairly decent field goal or field uh, field position uh, to work with. There, they're out of timeouts, but. They've got all the momentum now, and the defense that had been doing it all day long has to go out and do it one more time, and God bless them, we did. We went out there and we shut them down one last time. Uh, the defense, you know, not going to be uh, not going to be paying for the sins of the offense in this particular uh, game, but, uh, you know, it's like Robinson overall, you're going to hear in the bear ups and bear he makes both lists this week, and, and it's not going to be hard, to, and, and I'll tell you why he made the bear up list as well but the bear down list there uh he was a victim of one ball being ripped out of his hands remember i was talking earlier about how the 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 49ers were uncharacteristically ball hungry uh this week they they created a couple of turnovers thankfully we were already down in most of those instances but they were they were dripping the ball out of hands punching the ball out of hands things like that they were uncharacteristically ball hungry maybe taking a page out of our book and something that we've been doing all year long to lead the league uh in turnovers and and what have you but uh it just uh it was very frustrating to watch and then to see it you could almost tell that that something like that was going to happen and and it did with the way that robinson was carrying the ball if he carried it inside maybe even covered it up with both hands i mean hindsight 2020 but it's just go back and watch the play he's got the ball way out away from his body so it's going to be easy to pop it out and the guy hit the ball just right and popped it out of his hands and you know the 49ers are able to recover and what should have been ball game game over here we go bears get win number 11 we get the hell out of here with a tight win becomes like oh jesus man now they got another chance <laughs> to go ahead and win this game uh no timeouts but they've got all the momentum and we're putting our defense right back out on the field uh the good thing is the one thing i hadn't mentioned yet was that despite the fact that we only scored two touchdowns yesterday we held on to the ball for a very long time. We had nearly 36 minutes time of possession yesterday. So the good thing about having to send the defense out there one last time was that they didn't spend a lot of time on the field. So it's not like when we were playing the Dolphins and the defense was run ragged by the humidity and the fact that they were on the field quite a bit because we couldn't seem to get the Dolphins off the field uh, in that one. They were fresh as a daisy, still coming after Mullins, still getting there, and uh, you know that they were able to make some plays to get further on down the field. But in the end, um, again, it was the 49ers kind of shooting themselves in the foot, and the Bears' defense not being denied because there it was, like fourth and four, fourth and five. Uh, you know, the Bears are are rushing three, dropping eight, kind of thing, and and Mullins kind of rolls out to his right side. And looking downfield for a receiver, he could have run for a first down. He could have had it, but instead decided to, to, to throw the ball down the field. Uh, McManus was on the coverage, not to mention the ball was, was sailing out of bounds. And uh, the Bears uh, get away with the, with the win uh, after that. But another moment where the 49ers kind of hurt themselves instead of uh, being able to help themselves. Something that I'm sure over time will fix itself. I think what they're doing in San Francisco is going to start working out for them probably sooner rather than later, uh, you know, going forward. I think that Lynch and uh, Shanahan are are, uh, are going to be able to do some things out there in San Fran. Thankfully, we're not going to see the 49ers again for at least – we're not going to see them next year at all because we're playing the NFC East 
and the AFC West. And our same place opponents are going to be the Rams and the Saints because those are the other first place teams. So we're not playing the 49ers for the first time in six years next season. So that will be a nice change of pace not to see them on the schedule. But, um, you know, so maybe we get a crack at them at 20, in 2020 uh, and uh, we'll see what happens, uh, what, what kind of football team they'll be uh, at that point. But, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, it was kind of unsettling. But it's like I said, after we got that interception, that interception happened with like seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And we had the ball the entire time until Allen Robinson fumbled it after the two minute warning. You know, it was third and three going into two minute warning. And again, Robinson gets himself open. Trubisky puts it right in the spot. He makes the catch. We have a first down. So he can either go down, fine. He can go for yardage. I'm okay with that too. But he didn't protect the football. And boom. There it happens. You know, the fumble happens, and the 49ers have life where they had none literally a second before that happens. The game was over as Robinson is advancing the ball down the field, but not protecting the football, it gets popped out, and there you have it. And we're, you know, like I bite my nails, so I had no nails left. I had a, I was chewing down to my knuckles getting through that last two minutes uh, of, the, uh, of the football game. But uh, thankfully, we do have the league's best defense, and uh, they were not going to, as I said before, pay for the sins uh, of our offense. So we come away with the win, 14-9 to to, to improve to 11-4. and four. Could you imagine? 11-4. and four. That's where we're sitting right now. So next week, with a win over the, the, with the, win over the uh, Vikings, that's who we play next week, um, we've already more than doubled our win total from a year ago. We were 5-11 and 11 last year. We have 11 wins now. We could be 12-4, and four, a seven-game improvement from th- year three of John Fox to year one uh, of Matt Nagy with the playoffs uh, yet to come. That would be a hell of a thing. And um, the Bears could uh, – we could be keeping the Vikings out. Uh, also, we could be playing the Eagles in uh, if that happens. And the Eagles are, are playing – some scary good football at the moment. They beat the Texans yesterday. They beat the Rams for us last week, which was a good thing for us. But um, I don't know if we want the Eagles in the playoffs this year with the way that they're playing right now. They're kind of rallying around Nick Foles, who's once again playing for the injured Carson Wentz, who hurt his back uh, earlier this uh, earlier this year or earlier this month, I should say. And um, you know they've they've won the last two games. They're eight and seven. If they they need the Bears to they need to win and the Vikings to lose, so the the Bears could be damned if you do, damned if you don't. If we lose, we're playing the Vikings again, Week 17, or excuse me, Wild Card Round in Soldier Field. If we win, then you know, and and the the Rams win, then we're still going to be the Wild Card team, locked in as the three seed. Uh, we're beating the the uh, the the Vikings to welcome the Eagles to Soldier Field. So. I don't know. I don't know what we want to do there. <laughs> so I feel better about playing the Vikings a wild card round, especially at home uh, with, with with because the Bears have history on their side for starters. The Bears always win at home against the uh, Vikings historically. And, uh, you know, I just don't want that scary, dangerous team that kind of got in through the back door to be the first team to play uh, a playoff game against the uh, the Bears. So I would much rather not be that team that uh, is playing the defending world champions. Uh, when they're playing their best football so uh, maybe we should uh, you know maybe the Rams would do us a favor and blow out the 49ers in the first half so regardless of where we're at 
in the first half. Nagy starts sitting starters in that game against Minnesota to uh, to get ready for the wild card round because we got to play again in you know maybe six days. Maybe the Bears will have to play one of those Saturday games. Who don't know? Who knows? But uh, you know so. I guess it is up to the Rams. If they're out there and the 49ers are giving them hell, then we got to keep playing uh, for the win. But if they come out and put up 21 to nothing in the first quarter, then eh, maybe Nagy starts sitting guys in the second quarter in the in the second half. But like, all right, Chase, go out there and uh, see if you can improve on your performance from New York and uh, get us through the rest of this game. And uh, maybe we don't care so much about uh, Kyle. Uh, you know, Kyle Fuller, have a seat. Uh, you know, Tolliver, go ahead and get out there. Uh, or Khalil, Leonard, go ahead and sit down. Kylie Fitz, Isaiah Irvin, go out there, do your thing. Nick Kudkowski, go in there and replace Roquan. Get him off the field. Nettie Trevathan, come over here and sit down. Uh, Iggy, Mr. E.A. Booneyway, go out there and get some reps uh, in there. Throw those other guys on the field and and, and get uh, Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks uh, out of there and uh, so on and so forth uh, on that defense. Let's get them ready for, uh, for this uh, Viking team at home. Uh, next week let them have this win we'll be 11 and 5 which is still awesome and uh, we'll host them a few days from now in soldier field and kick the unholy piss out of them and then go to st go to st louis go to la and beat the hell out of the rams one more time uh in the nice uh, california sun so uh i think i like that path a, a bit more so but we'll all have to wait and see to see how this happens a week from now we'll, we'll all have our answers so uh anyway the Bears got away with the victory, 14-9, and 11-4 on the season with uh, next week's finale against the Vikings yet to come. And uh, well, that's uh, going to do it for the Week 16 review. So what do you say we go ahead and wrap this thing up with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. Bear up and bear down for the week 16 review, and um, let's go ahead and get started here. We'll just uh, start from the top. Uh, bear up to Mitch Trubisky, 25 of 29, 246 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, thanks to that holding penalty. Uh, he was sacked three times. That's obviously not his fault. And, um, you know, he, he did make two boneheaded plays uh, in the game. I still don't know what he was thinking on that uh i'm running for the first down no wait i'll pitch it to cohen instead uh there were defenders over there uh you know shadowing Tariq. so he i think he would have actually lost more yardage than mitch would have on that play but um you know he fumbles the ball because mitch threw it backwards and it was a duck of a throw and probably turning his head to see oncoming defenders took his eyes off the ball and dropped it and uh, and what have you Despite that, <laughs> despite that and the interception that he threw, um, you know, 25 of 29, that's, I think, the most accurate day he's had so far. Uh, the touchdown pass to Anthony Miller was a dead-on throw. The, the he, You know, there were so many times yesterday where he had those throws to, like, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. He was just dead-on. He was just nailing it, helping us move the chains. Remember, I told you that we had – 35 minutes 30 seconds time of possession yesterday so we we beat the 49ers by over 11 minutes uh time of possession so almost a full quarter time of possession we had on the 49ers just for one reason or another we weren't able to close those out with uh points to extend the lead uh and whatnot but eating up the clock the way that we did uh yesterday 
uh, just did a fantastic job of moving the chains. You know, I guess between the 20s, we were savages moving the ball uh, yesterday. But for the what, for whatever point, we couldn't uh, couldn't finish those drives and put them in the uh, end zone. Uh, bear up to Jordan Howard yesterday, 13 carries, 53 yards, over four yards a carry and a touchdown. Uh, basically the, the, the winning touchdown uh, in the third quarter. And conversely, I want to give a bear down to Matt Nagy uh, for that one because not the touchdown play, but for Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard was running the ball very, very well yesterday. And remember I, I said on that play in which um, Trubisky uh, to fake the handoff to Jordan Howard and was going to run it himself and then that results in the fumble when he decides to pitch it to uh, Cohen at the last minute. You know, I know that was probably more of a decision by Mitch to 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 hang on to the ball and run run it himself than instead of just handing it off to Jordan Howard. But it just that that's actually as much as I hate to say it, that's the one thing that I miss about the Fox Loggins offense is that they had no problems whatsoever running the ball with Jordan Howard six times in a row if it was working. You know, if if Jordan Howard was was running the football well. Like he was on that particular drive, he had like six yards on first down, then he came back with three or four more on the next one, nine yards on the play after that, and then the very next play was when the fumble occurred. Keep giving it to Howard. Keep giving it to him. It's working. Let's run down these guys' throats and, and you know impose our will uh, on them and then do play action, see if we can't go over the top or something. Uh, like that I don't know if Nagy gets bored or if he's trying to be the smartest guy in the room by switching it up and like okay they probably think we're going to keep running it so let's do something different here or, or whatever the problem is if they can't stop it don't stop doing it just keep going man and and I think that's my biggest problem Cohen only excuse me Howard only carried the ball 13 times yesterday carrying it at four yards a clip why didn't why don't we have 25 26 carries out of Jordan Howard and seeing how that goes as opposed to uh, what we ended up uh, doing. It's like, I know we have way more options this year than we had last year. Pretty much Howard and Cohen were our offense uh, a year ago. So we weren't running it with Howard. We were throwing it to Cohen uh, kind of thing uh, last year. You know, it, it just it, it gets really frustrating to watch sometimes You when you just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is going really well. I mean, like if it was the Rams, if it was, I don't know, the Saints or anything like that, if Alvin Kamara's got, you know, if, if he's run the ball three times, he's got more than five yards on each of the last. Sean Payton's going to keep running the ball. Uh, Sean McVay is going to keep running the ball. He's not going to worry about whether or not the defense is going to figure it out and, and, you know, and might be able to stop them on the next play. They're going to keep running it with Todd Gurley if it's working. On this particular drive, they're having trouble stopping the run, so let's keep running it. And I wish Matt Nagy would adopt uh, that more of a thought process when we're running the football like that. Like, like I said, Jordan Howard is a, is a bunches runner. He's a momentum guy. You keep giving him the football, the more he gets it, the better he's going to get, the better the odds of him breaking one for 15 or 20 yards, or God forbid, 35 or 40. He's done it before, but for whatever reason, you know, I don't know if it's just Maggie's, Nagy's play calling style uh, or whatever it is, he just doesn't want to seem to have that drive where we run it eight times in a row if Howard's getting plus yardage on every single down. He just, I don't know, I, 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 he's not afraid to do it. I just think that he's reluctant to do it because we have Robinson and Gabriel and Burton and Miller and 
uh, Shaheen and, and, and everything like that to throw the football to, that he just wants to keep mixing it up. You know, at times I really would really wish he would adopt that if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality uh, for our offense. I think it would help us in the long run, especially at this time of year. You know, when we play two weeks from now, when we're back in Soldier Field for the wild card round or three weeks from now for the divisional round or, or whatever it ends up being. We're going to need Jordan Howard in the cold weather of, of Chicago to run the football instead of relying on Mitch trying to throw a rock of a football in that uh, in that cold weather at, at Soldier Field. So, you know, I don't know if he's if he's saving Jordan Howard for this playoff run or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, wouldn't it be brilliant if he was? But I really do wish that he would just let Jordan Howard run the ball sometimes. I mean, it's been a chief complaint of this offense all season long. You know, we've been bitching about it all year long. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the the whole he doesn't fit the offense that Nagy wants to run. So Howard's not going to be here next year thing or if Nagy really is holding off until the playoffs to uh, to turn Jordan Howard loose or, or whatever the case may be. I really wish that he would have just stuck with the run and fed Jordan Howard yesterday because it was working. So bear up Jordan Howard, bear down Nagy for not feeding Jordan Howard. Uh, bear up Khalil Mack. Uh, no sacks yesterday, but, man, was he a terror uh, during the pass rush. Bear up Akeem Hicks. Three batted balls uh, yesterday, not to mention some tackles in the, the backfield and just overall mayhem from Akeem Hicks. Bear up Danny Trevathan. Right place, right time for that key interception that killed San Francisco's most promising drive basically of the game, but uh, in the fourth quarter especially uh, when we're only up five, a uh, touchdown gives them the lead. Um, fantastic job of, of uh, awareness on his part to uh, to, uh, to to be there and, and get the ball uh, in, in the Bears' hands. Uh, bear up Rokon Smith, um, inching ever so closely to the tackle uh, record for a rookie by jo- uh, Brian Urlacher. Um, Roquan only needs seven tackles next week to tie, eight to uh, break the record, uh, which would be a hell of a standard that he's setting for himself by – uh, breaking the uh, the rookie record established by one of the best to ever play the game. Um, bear up Anthony Miller for his touchdown. And uh, also bear up to Anthony Miller for being the first guy in there uh, when that, that guy cheap-shotted Mitch yesterday. That started that whole melee that got Josh Bellamy tossed, Richard Sherman got tossed, Anthony Miller got tossed for starting a fight there on the sidelines. But bear up for Anthony Miller to to be the guy to defend our quarterback and getting that idiot's face for uh, for hitting Mitch that way and uh, getting after him. He'll probably have to pay a fine, but uh, I don't think he'll be suspended or anything like that. But bear up to Anthony Miller for his seventh touchdown catch and uh, for being there, the first one uh, to defend Mitch. And while I'm talking about it, bear up Kyle Long, <laughs> who was, on, he was in street clothes, got in the middle of that fracas. Nobody wanted to mess with him uh, yesterday. It seemed like the seas kind of parted when Kyle Long was coming in there trying to make the peace. And uh, Adrian Amos, bear up, handled uh, George Kittle for the most part uh, yesterday. That guy still got his catches because they're going to throw it to him. He's the only offensive weapon that they have. But George Kittle didn't hurt us the way that he's hurt so many other teams uh, so far this year. And uh, finally, bear up to Allen Robinson. 
Uh, he was the go-to guy for Mitch yesterday, had an outstanding 43-yard catch that uh, should have resulted in, at the very least, our first field goal of the day. That's the one that Cody Parkey pushed to the right. Bear down, Cody Parkey, for missing your field goal. This is the time of year when we need you to be at your sharpest. Missing uh, gimme field goals like that is not helpful. But, um, you know, bear up to Allen Robinson. He was a reliable target yesterday, made some fantastic catches, uh, some big third down catches there in the fourth quarter. And then on the biggest one that he made, the one that should have won us the game, bear down Allen Robinson for the situational awareness, man. You got to protect the football. You know that they're going to be trying to rip it out of your hands, trying to get it away. And there you are carrying it away from your body like a loaf of bread and it gets punched out. And the next thing you know, the 49ers have life that they should not have had. So bear up to Robinson on his performance for every other moment in the game except that one. So bear up to Robinson for his performance yesterday. He had um, six catches for 85 yards, so an outstanding day catching. But that moment there almost cost us the football game, and it was because you weren't protecting the football. You were carrying it out, out uh, you know, way outside of your body, you know, where it was uh, unprotected. And the next thing you know, the 49ers have the football, and they're going back uh, the other way. So bear up and bear down uh, to Allen Robinson. So that is going to do it for the Week 16 review of the Bears Talk Underground. Only one regular season game left, and you know what? After that, we've got more games. How about that? For only the second time in show history, we've got playoff games to talk about. Uh, Chris Gates from the Daily Norseman, is, uh, we already got him set up to talk to him uh, next week for the preview episode, and uh, we're already talking about when we might end up getting together a week later to preview the wild card game. So I've also already reached out to uh, an Eagles representative as well, just in case. So, but uh, we'll be back on uh, on uh, Thursday with Chris Gates. Uh, so until then, Merry Christmas, everybody. And by the time that we all see each other again, uh, Happy New Year uh, from the Bears Talk Underground. Until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been, of course, the Bears Talk Underground.